New Hope Outreach Ministries, making a difference by taking the gospel from word to action. And now, today's message. Up, I'm pretty sure maybe some of you may remember, may may not remember, but um, um, whenever they had Father's Day, they had Children's Day as well. Anybody remember that? Geneva says she don't remember that. Geneva, where were you? (laughs) But uh, the third Sunday of June was always uh, always, uh, Father's Day and Children's Day. And growing up, you know, everybody would get their little lunch boxes and and we'd go to the gravesite that Friday, this is them Father's Day weekend now, not Mother's Day, because you guys were special. And we would clean the graveyard and clean everything away and throw away the old flowers and all the other type of stuff. And, and then we would come back Sunday with our Sunday best on. And then we'll celebrate, basically. But Mother's Day was always, was, um, was always different. Um, but more than 100 years ago, um, just before the outbreak of World War um, II, one, Congress would pass a resolution to honor mothers, mothers on the second Sunday of May. And ever since the second Sunday of May um, has been in place to honor Mother's Day. So the second Sunday of each May is always considered Mother's Day. And it's a day that we always want to continue, continue to remember. And that day has been celebrated ever since. So that's why we have um, Mother's Day. And so somebody asked me, and said, well, how do, when is Mother's Day? If you never remember anything else when it comes to Mother's Day, it's always the second Sunday of May. And Father's Day is always the third Sunday of June, always following those two days. And so that's just the way it's been set up and the way it's been for years. And so we just want to say to all the mothers, happy Mother's Day by the grace of God, and we truly thank you for, for being a mother because I tell you, I know you guys will not, will not want to have our role, but I tell you, I sure don't want your role either all the stuff that you guys have to go through because you really have to go through a lot. And I think it's a very special opportunity to be a mother, really. Um, there's nothing, no greater privilege, because I tell you, um, men have a lot on our plate. But I tell you, when it comes to moms, you have a double plate and, and triple plate because um, you do a whole lot more for the families now than what, what mothers did for um, did years ago growing up because mothers years ago back, back and then basically they just stood, um, stayed at home and, and just sort of took care of the kids and worked and stuff of that nature. But now you, you're wearing three or four hats. You're working at home, you're going out on the, in the workplace and working there as well and then you're coming home, you're cooking and you're preparing for the kids and teaching the kids and you're doing all types of things. I mean, I just have to tip my hats, and sometimes I'm amazed 
to all the stuff that you do every day. And then plus take care of yourself by the grace of God. So um, I just applaud your effort that you put into everything by the grace of God. So I just want to let you know that we appreciate you. And those that don't appreciate you, we just have to pray for them. Because they just don't understand the role that you play. You, you play. And so, and, and, and you are the go-to person. When everybody else is laying in bed sick or laying in bed asleep, you're up on your feet moving and doing great things for the family by the grace of God. But this morning, we just wanted to um, look at the subject this morning about respecting your mother. And I know for many of us, our mothers are gone and have gone on, but still some of our mothers are still here. But even though there's those that are here, I just want to share a few things with you that you can be a tremendous blessing to your mom by the grace of God. Let us pray. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your word today. And we thank you for what you're going to say to us and things that we can learn. That even though our mothers, many of our mothers are gone, but we can be a blessing to a lot of the mothers that still exist, to the younger mothers that are coming on, walking, that are, want, that are coming on the scene today. And we thank you for this right now. We pray, God, that your word will not return unto your void. It will accomplish in place, accomplish the place in where to you send it. And we thank you for this right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, I, I looked at, I'm looking at the, the life of Jesus this week and looking at the, um, the life of Mary. You know, Mary was a, was a young, young virgin girl. She did not have to consent to the fact to give birth. But the Bible says she had found favor with God. And because she had found favor with God, God used her to give birth to the, to the, to the Savior of the world. And, you know, she didn't really have to do it because she had already had her plans in life. But she allowed her plans to be interrupted to bring forth God's plan. And this is one of the things that uh, women would do. Most women really have a tendency, even though they don't want to do something, but when, when men ask them to do something, even though they had things all laid out and all that good stuff, uh, they would interrupt their plans to be able to accommodate you for your plans. I never get one night, um, it was pretty close to bedtime. Matter of fact, it wasn't pretty close, it was bedtime. And um, Hilda had asked me, she said, well, honey, uh, is there anything you want me to fix you for dinner? Well, during that time, I didn't have an appetite, really. And about the uh, time she had got all prepped and got ready for bedtime and everything, <laughs> she said, and then I told her, I said, honey, I'm hungry. And she sort of looked at me sort of strange, and she said, what do you mean you're hungry? I said, hungry, uh, honey, I'm hungry. She said, what you want to eat? I said, I would like a, a BLT with eggs and all that stuff. So she didn't, and, 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 and God, God above knew she didn't complain because she was getting ready to get, listen to me, she was getting ready to get in the bed. She didn't complain. She went in there and she said, um, what do you want on it? I said, well, I just want, you know, the regular, you know, the mayo and all that good stuff on it. She went in the kitchen got on the oven, got on the stove, and worked out and, and put this BLT together 
and brought her to me. But see, that's the thing about men versus women. When it comes to that, that had to been me. Now, listen to me. Now, I'm, I'm a preacher now. Don't get me wrong. Now, I might have had to, had to say, now, wait a minute, baby. Now, hold it. Is there anything else can I give you now? Get you or whatever. But that's the way how women is so easily to be influenced, how they can change their plans by the grace of God. And that's why we, we have to learn how to respect them. We have to respect them for what they do. And, and they're so easily be influenced by the grace of God. And so, but she went in there and done what she had to do and brought it to me and everything. And, and, and by the grace of God, and Pastor John ate. Ate that sandwich because really, um, I didn't want to go to bed on, on a hungry stomach. And it had nothing to do with her because what she had prepared for dinner, I didn't really have an appetite for. But when I did come up with an appetite, um, you know, for, what, um, for something else, she was willing to, w- willing to prepare it for me by the grace of God. And the thing about God is he's such an amazing person. He, fixed, he, he created us all to be different. And women are a whole lot different from men. And men are a whole lot different from, from women by the grace of God. And, and I just thank God for how he created women. How we show our mothers and fathers respect? How do we do that? How we show them respect? By the grace of God. There's many ways we can show a woman respect. There are many ways we can show father respect. But how we show them respect. This ain't going to be one of them hellfire and brimstone sermons this morning. Be about a little bit of teaching. How do we show them respect? Mothers are always lecturers. You know, they're always teaching us. Showing us things. One of, ways, one of the ways they show us how we can show them respect when they share things with us and tell us things we should not do. We should not do what they tell us we shouldn't do. That is showing them respect. If they tell us don't do it, we should not do what? We should not do it. And many of us growing up, we did just that. They would tell us don't go down to such and such house or don't, don't do such and such or whatever. And many of us did what? We did just the opposite. She didn't know about it, but that was not showing her what? Respect. So the way you show her respect is not only just listen, but you also want to make sure you listen to what she has to say and do what she has to say and do what she say do. That's respect. Well, it goes the same thing applies to the father. And this is a problem we have today in our society. Parents are telling children what to do, but it's like going through one ear and going on out the other ear. I, I can share several um, examples where, where a situation happened not too long. I won't go into details because everybody knew about, if I get into a lot of details of you, know, you'll know the story too. But but um, later told her daughter not to do something because if she did it, it was not good for her. And she ended up doing it anyway. And because she did what her mother told her not to do, it cost her her life. Now, don't you know it hurt that mother? Because her mother had already felt in her heart that that was not a good decision she was about to make. But she did it anyway. And you cannot imagine how many lives, young lives, have, have really 
been lost because of not respecting what the parents told them not to do. I remember, too, I was growing up and I first bought my old car. Mom and Dad, they told me, said, now, John, now you got you a pretty good old car here. I mean, I forgot to tell you that, you know, I, I didn't buy it from um, Lexus or uh, BMW, you know, whatever. The car I bought, whatever. I bought it from the Savage Yard, really. But I fixed it up, got all cleaned up, and I had put some um, sugar water on the tires, got it all black. You know, they make tires black, too, you know. We didn't have all that money. Got it all cleaned up, got it all looking good. And so um, instead of going to see my little girlfriend that afternoon, so some friends of mine were having a little get-together at this place called the Glass House. Look at your neighbor and say, Glass House. So I had to make a decision. Either go left and go to my girlfriend's house or to go right and go to the Glass House. So what did Pastor John do? I went to the Glass House. So I went to the Glass House and stayed there a few minutes, and I said, well, you know, I'm going to get ready to head down and see my little girl. So then I left out of there from the Glass House. And then on the road I was on was really a pretty slick road, and I had some Maypops on my car. Y'all know what Maypops are, right? Tires that may pop any time. <laughs> so, but anyway, it wasn't good tires on the car. So all of a sudden, I had another friend in the car with me, and then we were following another friend that was, uh, we were trailing another friend in front of us. And he told me, the friend I had in my car, he said, John, man, Alonzo, Alfonso is getting ahead of you. You need to catch up with him. I sort of got into the gas a little bit. And then there was a curve of, there was a curve was ahead of me. And, and you know the rest of the story. I got into this little car, and all of a sudden I went in this curve a little bit too fast. And I wrecked that old car. Put a big old knot on my head, cut my head all up and everything. And so, so when I went to the house that night and, um, and got to the house and knocked on the door, and Mama looked out the door, and she seen blood run all down my forehead. And the first thing, you know, the first thing, who do you think the first thing daddy said? Who do you think daddy said? <laughs> Mama said, boy, you okay? Daddy said, where the car? <laughs> first thing daddy said, where the car? That's the difference between moms and dad. Daddy won't look, daddy won't looking for, for, for any type of injury with me. He was looking for the car. And so we took the old car and make a long story. You hid the car to keep from there from the highway control from finding it, so they didn't find it. But the point of it is, the point I'm making is, if I had done what they had told me to do, was to go see my girl and, and come on back home, that what? That wouldn't happen. So I did not show them respect by not doing what they told me to do. And this happens all the time. We have no intentions of things happen, but things do happen by the grace of God. So how do we show our moms and dads respect? By showing, by doing what they tell us to do. Why is respect so important? Because what it does is build feelings. It builds trust. And you know, some, some parents, some kids say, Mama, you don't trust me. You don't trust me. Why you don't trust me? Well, after you have lied several times and got in trouble several times, how can I trust you? How can, how can I trust you? 
And not only that, but also it builds feelings or whatever. I want to trust you, but I can't trust you. And so, and many times that what causes a little distance between the mom and the dad, sometimes between the moms and the sons and daughters. You know, if, if I told you you just go to the mall and I catch you at the movies, well, that's, that's a different story. And you had, you had the movie, you're supposed to be over there at the movie um, at the mall with, with, with a friend of yours, but you, now you're at the movie with a boyfriend, with a, with a male friend of yours. Well, um, that's a little bit different. There's a problem with our trust factor here. So all these things, when it comes to respect, it's different. And that's why we have to make sure we have to say what we mean and mean what we say by the grace of God. And many times, we don't always, we don't always do that. How we show respect to our mom? How we show respect? I'm going to share six things, too, then we're going to move on by the grace of God. Number one, we need to practice listening. God gave us two ears that we may listen more than we talk. And sometimes we're so busy trying to talk till we don't always listen. Children are amazing. They'll tell you everything that's going on in the world. You believe that? They will. But it's not going to be a counseling session. They're going to be sometime 10, 12, 1 o'clock at night. And I know that's not when you want to talk. They're going to share things with you. And you can't be the type of person when they tell you certain things, get spooked. What do I mean when you get spooked? When you, in other words, freak out the stuff they tell you, the friends are doing and stuff like that. If you get spooked once or twice, they ain't going to tell you no more. They, they don't want you to freak out. But if you can handle what they say, they give them the opportunity to tell you more. And you know her, her parents said, my, my children don't talk to me. And that's why they don't talk to them, because when they did try to talk to them, they got spooked. But they'll go around, right down to the friend's house and talk to their mom and dad, because they, the mom and dad will, doubt the friend's mom and dad will let them talk to them. And why is that important? When you can let them talk to you, you can sort of guide their direction, really. You can hear them out. But if you don't get a chance to hear what they're thinking, you'll never know what they're thinking. They tell you some crazy stuff. You, they tell you some stuff to make you scratch your head and when we pull a hair out your head. I'm telling you. But you need to listen to them. So we got to practice and practice listening to what they say. And when they tell you stuff, the next is the point number two, how we show them respect. Agree and disagree. Agree and disagree with them. Those things, they got to give and take a little bit. You can, dis, you, can be, um, you can be agreeable, and you also can be disagreeable with them. You can't, be, you can't take everything from them. It's just like, just like when you're playing the games with kids. When you're playing games with kids, you can't win all of them now. You can't win all of them because you win them all, he or she going to get mad and, and, and turn the board over. Turn the water over. But they don't want to play no more because they ain't fair. Now, if they win a few, that's okay. And you lose because they like for you to lose. 
but they don't want to lose. Once they start losing and you winning and you win them all, no, we ain't playing this game no more. It's over. We're done with this. So you got to use some fairness here. You got to let them win more than, more than you. And sometimes if you're very competitive, you like to win, and they, and they want to win, you can forget that. So you have to be able to, to use some balance here. Let, let them win. And you like, like, like wrestling with them. And you, if you wrestle with them and hold them down or whatever and keep wrestling them, guess what? They don't want to wrestle with you no more. Well, now you let them hold you down and whatever and pin you down and stuff like that and slobber all over you and whatever, and guess what? They good. We can wrestle. We can wrestle all day. We good. But if you don't do that, they don't want to play with you no more. They don't want to play with you no more. Not only that, but try to, try to understand them. Sometimes they, they do some crazy stuff, but you don't understand because they're growing up. They, they like to run. They like to rip and stuff like that. And try not to put stuff in a way that you know for a fact they can get a hold of that you don't want them to get a hold of. Because they're growing. They like to touch stuff. You ever seen kids that like to touch stuff? And you're the type of person, you got a lot of good, nice things in your house or whatever. You may or may not want them to come to your house. Because they didn't broke your, uh, some of your jewelry or broke some of your stuff in your house, then that's not going to be a good day for you. And they're not going to sit in your lap while you and, you and their, their mom and dad compensate, okay? You can forget that. You might as well go ahead and open the back gate and let them play with, with Lassie or whatever, with the dog or something. They'll feel more comfortable doing that than sitting there in their house just being confined. They need freedom. Look at your neighbors at freedom. They like to play with things. Or they like to touch things. And they like to break things or whatever. Because they're up. They don't know the value of it. So if you got valuable stuff that they're coming over, you got to cheer them. You got, like I said, you got to put stuff out of the way. Because if you don't, they're they going to... Um, they're going to tear stuff up. And you got to be polite. Be polite. Don't be rough with them. A child is a child. And, you know, even though they're adults, you got to remember they're still a child. They're still your child. You got to communicate, communicate with them like a child. Well, you're an adult. Yeah, but you still, that's your child. Okay? And you are the, you are, you are the adult in the situation. Even though they're 40, they may be 50 or 60 years old, you still what? You still are the adult in the situation, and you got to be polite. When you get into a heated conversation, you can't go into a cussing fit, okay, and start calling names and all this stuff like that and, and just go into places where you don't want to go. You don't want to do that. got to be polite. So, look, if that's the way you feel about it, we'll discuss this later, but right now, this is not the time to talk about it because you you upset I'm a little bit upset and we and nothing good is going to come out of this right now and then when it, everything comes down you can talk about it but when they when the heat is on it, it, end, it could end up into a it can end up into someone getting hurt someone could end up getting killed and you hear it all the times on the news where parents where kids are killing parents and siblings and all types of stuff and all that stuff could be can be don't have to be escalated if you know how to 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 to, to not escalate that type of stuff 
if you if you know how to, to talk to the talk to the son and to the daughter or whatever. When they leave the house, they're upset and they're angry or whatever. Try to figure out a way how you can calm them down and talk to them or whatever. Because when they go home and get that 357 and come back, it may be, too, may be a bit too late or whatever. So you've got to be polite with them or whatever. And don't talk down to them. Even though they, that's your child, you've got to be able to communicate and be, and be polite toward them and be respectful toward them. Same thing, if you want respect, you got to do what? You got to show respect. And then if, if, uh, if you're wrong and if they're wrong, don't, don't be afraid to apologize. Next one, next one is apologize. This is some people don't like to do apologize. Well, I was wrong. I apologize to you. I made a mistake, okay? I said something. I did something, whatever. You was right and I was wrong. And parents sometimes don't like to acknowledge to the kid that they're wrong. I died and go to my grave before I, I apologize to you. And that helps the child a lot to let them know, to teach them, say, guess what? Um, mom, mom says she was wrong or dad said he was wrong. Guess what? Um, if I do something wrong, I can apologize to them. So if you show them you willing to apologize, they will show you that they're willing to apologize. So it makes a big, big difference. Then number, number six is showing gratitude, showing gratitude, whatever. If you can do these things by the grace of God, and it makes a world of difference. Because even when Jesus was on this earth, he always showed respect toward his mama. He showed respect toward his mama. And, and that's a great thing. Even the Bible said you, when you show respect, it makes a world of difference in your life. Let's look at John, John chapter, 12, chapter 19, verses 26 through 27. Je and when Jesus therefore saw his mother, when he's talking about son, when he saw his mother, and his disciples standing by whom he loved, he said unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then said he to his disciples, Behold thy mother, and from that hour, that disciple took her unto his own, own home. You know, it always, it always sort of crossed my mind why did John, why did Jesus give John to his, give his mother to John? And when you look at the background, you know, John was one of the, as considered to be one of the beloved disciples. There was a closeness between John and Jesus. Um, John, John, um, Jesus loved John, and John loved Jesus by the grace of God. There was, a, there was a great connection between the two. But look at the other disciples. You know, Jesus had other brothers. But at the same time, Jesus knew, he knew the end be before the beginning. And he knew for a fact that John was going to take care of his mother. And when you're releasing someone valuable to another person, you want to make sure that person is going to be well taken care of. They're going to be in the good hand, be in good hands of another person. And so he made sure that his mother's going to be in good hands. Not only that, but also he knew that John was going to outlive all the rest of them. Because John was the, was, the, was the only disciple that outlived all the rest of them. 
Now, you got to understand that Joseph and Mary had other siblings. And, and at the same time, even though they had other siblings and they was doing financially, and John was financially, he was more financially able and well off than all the rest of the disciples. So not only are you putting them in good hands, but you're looking, you're looking out for her overall well-being. You're not just sticking into a nursing home and stuff like that and just forgetting it. I remember here in Huntsville a few years ago when I was doing nursing home ministry, and all of a sudden this one lady, she was just basically, her family just stuck her there. And they told her that um, they was coming back to get her. And bless her heart, she had a suitcase packed. And every time someone would come and visit her, and she would ask the question, she said, is my family out there to get me? And then one of the nursing, uh, one of the nurses aide that was there, and they told me, said that um, the family was not coming back together, but that's what they told her, that they was coming back together. See, you, you, you can't do that. That's not respect. That's not care. You think about, it, you know, if you don't have no respect for your mom for nothing else, if you don't appreciate her for nothing else, think about how she took care of you when you could not take care of yourself. She may not be the best you want, but she the best she had. I mean, she fed you, she changed your diaper, and all this other good stuff, and brought you up to where you was able to take care of yourself. Now you're in a position that you can not only take care of yourself, but you're also in a position financially you can help take care of her because of what she did to you. Now you've, now you've got all this other stuff background in your heart that you don't want to do that. Go to Exodus, if we are, Exodus chapter 20 and 21. I mean, Exodus chapter 20 and verse 12. Respecting your mother. I've seen, um, I work with people on the jobs where they cuss their parents just like they're cussing, cussing another person. I can truly say I never cussed my parents as long as I live. I, I just couldn't do that. I just didn't feel the, the energy to do something like that by the grace of God. Exodus chapter 20 and verse 12. Now, this is God. This is what God said here. He said, Honor thy father and thy what? Mother, that thy days may be longer upon the earth, upon the land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee. You know, you shorten your days when you disrespect them, when you don't um, show any type of honor and respect toward them. And look at, this, look at the society in which we live now, how, how our gener younger generation cussed their parents just like, just like their friend or whatever. Call them names and all types of stuff. But they do not realize they are shortening their days. He said that this don't only just apply to our younger people, to our younger, you know, to our younger generation, but it also applies to our adult generation as well. How they cuss their parents and call them all types of names, whatever, and stuff like that. And you don't want to do, don't want to do that. Because this is, this is a violation of scripture. This is a violation of character. And definitely, it's not going to take you where you want to go. You always want to show them. You don't have to agree with them. You can walk away from them 
and move on to something else by the grace of God. And you don't want to have to live with that on your conscience, really. Because, you know, the Bible say, look at your neighbor and say, the Bible say, God is not marked whatsoever man soweth, that shall he reapeth. And so you don't want to raise up kids that's going to be disrespectful towards you the same way. Don't want to do that. Don't want to do that. And, you know, and sometimes when family have disagreements, there's a tendency for them to hold grudges and sometimes unforgiveness for years. For years. You know, and, you know, I never forgive them as long as I live. You know, it's something simple, really. And then, then just like in Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 19, he said, a brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city. And a contentions are like the bars of a castle. You don't want to do that, I'm telling you. Because the unforgiveness don't do anything for the person that, being, that you're not forgiven. Unforgiveness hurts you. That bitterness, that root of bitterness is destroying your life by hating her. And then the sad thing about it, you don't never want to attend the funeral with all that unforgiveness in the heart, in your heart, and not being able to say, ask them to forgive you. To ask them to forgive you for what you what you have done. God will forgive you. Don't get me wrong. God will forgive you. But then you look at look at Matthew 18, 20, uh, 22. A brother offended. It's hard. Um, that's a, that's the wrong scripture. But 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 another scripture that Jesus told told his disciples. He said, "Look, how often should you should you uh, if a brother offended? How often should you ask for forgiveness?" Seven times seven. As often as necessary, you should forgive them. Because, see, forgiveness does not do anything for the person. Forgiveness is for you. If you don't forgive that person, if you don't forgive them of their sins, neither will your father forgive you of your sins. So that's why it's, and it's so important not to cross that bridge. Not to do it. Not to get into that. And I'm telling you, so many people are doing it and they're saying it. And unfortunate, it's creating them a lot of problems today by doing it. And so Jesus himself, going back to, going back to John, Jesus loved his mother. Even though he was going through some dramatic moments in his life, he still respected the fact his mother needed to be taken care of. And he made sure that he put his mother in good care and wanted to care in the care of one of his disciples that he knew that would take care of her. And I can't think of a better person to be able to take care of your mother than someone you know for a fact that would take care of her. But, but, many, but many today, unfortunate, would not do that. They don't care about her and they're not concerned about her. So therefore, guess what? They just continue to keep rolling. The only thing they're concerned about, hey, I'm dying, and uh, I'm concerned about myself right now, going through what I'm going through. But he did not. He still had respect for his mom, even though he was dying on the cross by the grace of God. 
And I, and I thought that was really commendable, whatever, whatever and, and what he was doing. And because he did that, I think that's a, that should show us some things today. And the reason why, why we're going through a lot of stuff that we're going through today as far as families and stuff like that, we have gravitated so far from the Bible, so far from God, so far from the Scripture, to the point a lot of stuff is, has creeped into our home. The problems that we're having has creeped into our home. We've gotten away from God. Not to the point God has gotten away from us, but we have gotten away from him. Even in our churches, even in our schools, even in our homes, everywhere, we've gotten away from God. And because we've gotten away from him, that's why we're having the problems that we're having today. And guess what? It's not going to change until we get back to God today. I wrote down some things I thought uh, about respecting uh, um, three duties of every woman, every mother when it comes to family. Her first priority should be God. Every, every woman's first priority in her life should be God. Always put God first. God makes a big difference. And I know a lot of people um, don't agree with this. If you're out of church, out of Christ, you may not agree with that concept. But if you want a happy home, you want to let that woman serve God. If you let her serve God, I'm telling you, there can be peace in the valley. But if not, there can be some turbulence in the valley when you're trying to put yourself in the place of God. And so many people are doing that trying to give her the advice that God is, is giving, should be giving her. Then the next place in our life should be a husband. You won't get your place, but you have to come after God. If you, if you let God be first and you be second, and you, some people say, well, no, I'm first. That's, that's not right. God is first. Husband is second, and children is third. And some people say, who's the first Who is first in your life? My family. That's not right. When you put your family for all for God and everything, there are going to be some trouble. Things are not going to go well. I'm not saying you can't, ha can't have happiness. I'm not saying that you can't have life. But that's not the way, that's not divine order that God had it way he set up and when you do it any other way than other um, any other way than that guess what it's not going to it's not going to go well for you and when it comes to the other disciples I believe that the other disciples could have made their way to Christ just like John did but just like in a family if the truth be known in every family there's always one child, and that family sticks out a little bit more than the other. Amen? Listen to me. It's not to the point you don't love them all, but there's always that one. When they cry, you're coming. You come to all of them now, don't get me wrong, but just that one child that you will 
You almost break a leg to get to him. When Jesus was on earth, it was always Peter, James, and who? Peter, James, and John. Who was on the Mount Transfiguration? Peter, James, and John. Who was laying on Jesus' bosom? John. It's not because the others didn't love Jesus, but John just, there was something about that biological connection that John had with Jesus or whatever. And that's the same thing with many of you. When you get ready to leave out of this world, you're not going to leave your belonging with all your children. I know that's a, that's a, that's a thought to think about. But out of all those kids, you're going to leave one in charge. Not three or four, just that one in charge. And everybody's not going to like that, but guess what? You know for a fact that one going to take care of business. Because I know my, my mom, she uh, was passed away several years ago. And, um, and I did not want to be the executive over the wheel or anything and because I was so far away and everything. And so um, she had called me up and she told me, she said, look, I need you to handle this. I said, Mom, I don't want no part of this because I knew what was going to take place. And sure enough, I hooked to that 18-wheeler and boy, let me tell you, did we had to deal with some stuff. I can truly say if we had not took a hold of the reins that she gave me, there would be no land, there would be no nothing today. But if she came back today, everything is in place that she left. They know. Look at, you, look at your neighbor and say they know. Jesus knew too which one to give it to, give his mama to. So don't try to play and and get all and get all crazy and say we're gonna do all this good stuff. And seeing the thing about it, we gotta remember we got more days behind us than we do in front of us by the grace of God. And God will give you wisdom to be able to take care of things. And that's why it's so important now and to to start thinking about it. Because if you look at life right now, you are thinking about things now that you didn't think about 20 and 30 years ago. Hello? Because you know for a fact the clock is ticking by the grace of God. So respecting moms by the grace of God. And you want to, you always want to respect your mom and, and not only respect your mom, but respect other moms or whatever. Respect, respect people in general by the grace of God. So you can move forward by the grace of God. Any questions? Anybody? God is good. Well, we hope and pray get some of you want to get to the restaurant in time. I hope and pray you can get there in time and have dinner by the grace of God. But again, we want to, uh, the men want to do something for your mothers by the grace of God. So I'm asking for the, the men to come forward and they want to, to do something for you. Amen. This is just a little bit of token of our love for you. Amen. By the grace of God.